What's up, OBR Film Breakdown listeners? Before we get to today's show, just a reminder about the $100 in free bets over at the number one sportsbook, FanDuel Sportsbook. Use the promo code OBR today to claim that $100 in free bets. Again, that's promo code OBR at FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older, President Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on 1-1-2023. Unique user identification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now, the latest on the OBR Film Breakdown podcast. Hey guys, welcome into your Friday, November 18th episode of the OBR Film Breakdown. I'm your host, Jake Burns. We are back for our Friday episode with John Colosimo, where we will talk about the big breaking news of the day, obviously built around this movement of the Cleveland Browns game. And then we will also do our usual um, corner of, of movies and TV shows we like to talk about. And then we will look around the AFC North. This will be a bit of a shorter episode as time is not permitting us to get our usual length of an episode in. So It'll be quicker, but there's still some good stuff to talk about for your Friday entertainment. John, welcome in, brother. How are you, man? What uh, you know? What's the week been like? Give me the the skinny on the Colosimo family. What's happening your way? Oh man, uh, yeah. So uh, days are running together. I'm uh, t minus what, like uh, three weeks till number three comes. Um, the wife yeah. is um, officially entered, and this is of like last week has officially entered the. Um, so uncomfortable that uh, mm. it's my fault phase <laughs> of her pregnancy. <laughs> yeah, dude, you know, she's a boss. Yeah. She's a boss. She handles a birth like a boss. She handles the first eight months like a boss. But um, in between the these, um, you know, the kids, I always forget about this last month where it's just like, you know, you're the most yeah. annoying person on earth. You, you MF, or you did this to me. Yeah, I've yep. stayed. <laughs> you're in the you're in the thick of it. Listen, all of our thoughts and and positive vibes are being sent your way. I hope the listeners are doing the same. <laughs> Tough times for John. We've some of us have been there. I'm not going there again, John. So shout out to you guys for doing the third rodeo. We're not doing that, but uh, we're, we're we're wholeheartedly with you on uh, condolences for for everything being your fault. Listen. We are uh, on this corner down in the Burns family. We are um, in the thick of in the thick of the same thing you are. Where days are running together, man. The wife is back to work uh, after after our baby number two. So, you know, the days are short and everything runs together. You get like six hours of sunshine. It's the next day before you know it. And um, daylight savings time. We all know what that does to the children in our our lives. It's actually the worst thing in the world for. <laughs> Your, your kids. So um, hopefully if there's one thing the house and Congress and everybody can come together on, it's eliminating that stupid concept because that would just re- be really beneficial for everybody to get some more daylight in their lives. But speaking of weird short days and, and uh, weather and all of that stuff as it's turned cold here in Ohio, um, we'll hit on this. Well, actually we'll hold off. We'll hit on that second. Uh, the, the movie TV corner that we like to do 
it's a little uh, watered down this week because John and I try to say, hey, we're going to do this and we're going to talk about this by the next week. And then we get together right before the show and it's like, oh, I didn't watch it. <laughs> so <laughs> we we have two shows that we're both consuming at our own pace and we're recommending them back and forth off air. I'm going to give you my pitch on Andor. I don't know if you guys are Star Wars people or not. And I, I don't even think you really have to be. I, I think you can you could probably consume and or knowing the cliff notes of the big things that happened in star Wars and still really enjoy this TV show. It is on Disney plus it is uh, about 35 to 40 minutes an episode. There are currently 11 out the 12th the finale of the season comes out next Wednesday. It is unbelievable. It's different than your, your, your regular star Wars kid version stuff that is out there has been out there for four or five decades. It is, it is unique stuff. Uh, cinematography is really great. If you if you're just a movie consumer, a lot of the people involved in the movie Rogue One are the ones who are uh, making this show. The writing is unbelievable. The cinematography, the storylines that they're putting out there, and the acting performances by Stellan Skarsgård and many many others, um, you know, including uh, Andy Serkis. Like it's just great. It's so good. I cannot recommend it strongly enough. And for someone like me who is sort of moved off of Marvel and is looking to consume something that's different, but still loves that sci-fi genre. Like Andor couldn't have come at the, the best, like it couldn't have come at a better time. And I think it's really great. They're consumable little episodes. And now that you can stream them all kind of back to back and get it all done at once. If you're that type of person like me, who I can't, if I'm into an episode, I don't care what the clock says. I just keep rolling. It is top-notch stuff. Cannot recommend it enough. And I think they're going to win a lot of awards for this, a lot of TV-based uh, awards for this one. So that's my elevator pitch on Andor. I will consume yours uh, at some point, too. Sell, sell me on Peripheral. All right. So, you know, if you're a sci-fi person, a big sci-fi person, um, Peripheral has all the great kind of elements. Like, so... It, I will say uh, it just gives you all kinds of mysteries on the edges, which is funny for a show called Peripheral, right? Because mm -hmm. that's 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 what you're getting. You know, you get all these little like things. They're not explaining a ton of it. You got to make it through. Like my wife, I think um, I got her to watch like the first episode, and she was not into it. But you know, <laughs> this is the same thing that happened with Kelby and Andor. That's ironic. I will, I will tell you, you know, and uh, anybody with a wife will say, you know, uh, a foot massage goes a long way toward watching whatever the F you want. And so <laughs> this is how I, uh, this is how I push through Val hates when she is just dropped into a setting, doesn't know what's going on. Um, that's like uh, her nightmare show. However, you know, you break out a foot massage and she'll just, you know, she'll watch whatever you want. So um, that's how I break through those uh, barriers to get to that second, third episode to uh, really hook you in. And then it's over after that. So uh, Peripheral has like all those kind of like um, little mysteries on the edges um, that are extremely intriguing. You know, now if you're a sci-fi fan, you know that um, oftentimes like you don't get the payoff for those things. However, like the journey is really fun. Like when you're thinking about like, Oh, what, what is that deal? What is this? What is this deal? So, uh, so far it's been a complete blast and I don't know where it's going. We're only three episodes in and I know that 
we still have two that I haven't watched that are already on queue. There's another one coming out tomorrow. So like we've got uh, a nice little, you know, binge session of like three hours worth of material for this weekend. And if, if you like sci-fi, if you like mystery, if you like wondering about what's happening in the background, uh, it, the show lives up to its name and uh, it's extremely intriguing. So you know, if you're a sci-fi person, there's no way you're not going to like this. And I don't know where it's going, and it could disappoint in the end. However, like, so far, this journey of the first several episodes has been extremely intriguing and fun. Watch it. Okay. you got two shows on your radar now if you're into these types of things. We are going to take our one and only break for this episode. Again, a shorter one. We'll be back to talk about the Browns and Bills game shift and the the usual look that we give you around the AFC North. We'll be right back. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it's me, Jake, telling you again about the fantastic offer coming up from FanDuel, America's number one sports book, which is coming to the Buckeye State at the turn of the year. They're already available. If you go in, sign up, you get $100 in free bets with an early sign-up bonus. Now, again, reminder, you cannot get this offer if you wait around and do it after the turn of the new year when, when it's a go-live date for sports betting in Ohio. You have to do it early. You get an early sign-up bonus by using the promo code OBR. Very simple. Just OBR. Get that sign-up bonus, right? Get $100 in free bets. Just have to download the FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app, safe, secure, super easy to use. I already do it for some of the shows that I do on Sundays just to look at lines and give advice. Download that app, 
Ohio. It's your chance to get in on the action. Join today. Again, promo code OBR. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Again, the disclaimer, 21 and older. You'll be present in Ohio. Bonuses issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio, 1-1 of 2023. Unique user identity verification is required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So in the midst of this episode's recording, Twitter seems to be crumbling in front of our eyes. We'll see if this site holds up over the next month as Elon Musk does all he can to tear it down. But in today's news that we found out via Twitter, it seems as though the the weather is going to stop things from happening in Buffalo this week. And although the weather looks like Sunday wouldn't be terrible, it's the getting everybody there part, right? The the record-breaking snowfall between now and Saturday night that makes it an impossible game. It's funny because Warren Sharp, who's known for just tweets that miss the mark, just notorious <laughs> miss the mark tweet guy, tweets out this huge thing about why the Bills should have a a dome stadium and everyone's like, Hey, dumbass! It doesn't matter if they had a dome right this second. It's about the health and safety of people getting to the game, flying in. And, uh, he leaves the, the tweet will be deleted by tomorrow, but he leaves it up just a little. It's a, it's a, it's a hilarious trend with that guy. I got off target a little here, but, um, it did. Yeah. To the point, it doesn't matter. The, the, the weather's terrible. They can't get people into the, to the, to the Buffalo area safely. So they shift it to Detroit, Ford Field, which is when we originally OBR guys were talking this week. I had said that this is the place that makes sense for two reasons. The Bills play there on Thursday already, so they'll already be there. Now, I have seen that the Bills were going to come back, which I think would be really weird. But um, I thought that that would be a nice little build-in advantage to just spend their time in Detroit from Sunday, you know, fly in Saturday, stay Sunday through Thursday. But nonetheless, um it's you know they the the I think Green Bay was another option, but but having Green Bay had just played, I think they're playing there tonight, right? So the field would have been dicey, and you know the lines being on the road and it being in a dome, I thought it all made a, a ton of sense. So, just give me your initial thoughts to this. Is there an advantage that comes to mind for you for one side or the other? Seems like people collectively were thinking the Browns are somehow in good shape to go play and stupid snow like this but i don't know i don't know that any team's ever really that much in an advantage it seems like those games where the snow is stupid it's just a true coin flip whoever doesn't fall down at the wrong time kind of thing so um i actually don't hate this game in detroit but i certainly see where people think it's a gigantic buffalo lean are you there too no i mean you know I understand like the sentiment that, uh, oh yeah, like we're this running team and, you know, we're from Cleveland and, you know, that should, I just never have seen that advantage actually play out, you know, on the field, you know, it's, yeah. it's just kind of in the minds. So you, do I think that Buffalo benefits a little bit more? Yeah, I do. You know, I mean, they got the kind of guys that, um, will benefit a little bit more, but at the same time, it's, uh, you know, I think anybody that was just imagining this uh, magical, um, you know, old school, you know, um, game. I don't think people understand. It's not even like I'm not trying to cut you off with your thought, but like it's not even old school. It's it's you don't see these are so you don't see them, brother. Yeah. Like right, you, right. there's there's no it's it's which punter gets the ball snapped over their head one time. It's which guy <laughs> tries to make a cut and falls down. There is no 
our running game is more dominant. Like there isn't that. It's the worst of the worst. It's like there's two things. Like I think it was 49ers Bears early in the year that had rain, like ridiculous rain. And that one, and I think the Bears won because Justin Fields lobbed one downfield to Dante Pettis or something stupid. Like these are there is no advantage. There, there really isn't. And I think I actually think the Bills would have been in decent shape because their quarterback runs it a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So I don't that's fair. Yeah, I don't. don't, And hey, you're a big NCAA guy, right? You're still playing Mm -hmm. this stuff, right? Um, Uh uh, And if, uh, like, as somebody who has played it for as long, like, uh, I I think that you would um, have been in your fair share of these messy games on a video game. And it's not fun, right? It's not fun. It's just like, it's, it's completely random. And just random things happen. And maybe people think that that will benefit the Browns. I don't think they have any reason to. <laughs> so, so, you know, let's just, um, you know, let's just play it. I mean, I'm going to be doing, you know, I'm going to be in my garage doing some uh, work on the uh, trying to finish the brewery here. So um, I'm only going to be half paying attention anyway. So the uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not into the totally randomness, you know, and let's see how the coin falls. The, you know, you have, commented multiple times in the last couple of weeks how bad the luck the Browns have had in fumble recoveries and those types of things. And I mean, that's what you're headed for. So I don't know. I just don't think it matters much either way. I don't, I don't either. I do actually think I am, I'm going to probably have to walk this back later in the week, but I do think the Browns should match up relatively well with the Bills because they def- they've actually defended the pass a little bit better of late. Now, Miami yeah. is different, in my opinion, because they present challenges that are so damn unique, and we have gone over those challenges throughout the week. But um, w- what I would say this game is interesting is that like, if the Bills – I know that we've been pretty vocal about this at the OBR this week about the historical nature of the Browns' run defense against design runs, which if you didn't see it, John, they have – we've gone back to 2005, and there has been no team worse through 10 weeks as I far saw. as EPA allowed on rushes. So it is um, embarrassingly bad. The Bills don't run it well, and if they allow the Bills to just run it down their throat in a variety of ways – even though Miami didn't use a variety of ways, they were pretty simplistic. I will, um, I'll be pretty pissed if they don't figure out a way to put a fifth D lineman down and figure out something to do. But I actually think in a dome, it's not a terrible matchup. Um, and I do think the advantages Cleveland has in the way they run the football and some of their downfield throwing stuff could work out well. Um, and, and Ford field as well. And, and I think it looks like, I think I'll be interested is how many fans come from Buffalo because how, how they get out of there will be interesting. It's like uh, what I was reading is existing ticket holders for Bill's Browns just received an email shortly ago about refunds and tickets are on sale. I think tomorrow. So if you're interested in oh, going, you're listening even, to this, you can get like an exchange. Yeah. I think refund? season ticket holders will have priority for the bills because okay. it is technically a home if game. Do there should be, yeah, they will have to rebuy. They'll get priority, but they'll have to rebuy. But the tickets will apparently be pretty cheap. Now, it's obviously extremely close proximity, Cleveland to Detroit. So there should be, in theory, quite a few Browns fans there. So um, I, that will be certainly something to pay attention to. I, I, I don't – we'll have a guest on from the Bills tomorrow. I think the Bills are pretty pissed. I was really hoping the Bills would find a way to beat the Vikings so they would be a little less inclined to need to win this game. 
I certainly don't think the Bills, who started out so hot and were the NFL darling, want to f- find themselves to six and four. But um, I'm not as <laughs> – I think some people are really out on this one. I'm not as out on it as as some people are. So um, we'll see. You know, like I said, it's going to be the goofy meme. I'll, I'll do it again, right? Sunday I'll be at 3 o'clock laughing at myself for not feeling like this could be a, an ugly one. But – but uh, some people are there. Some people are there. I'm just, I'm just not there. So that's this, that's that game. I mean, the Browns. We don't really need to go deep into what they need to do to win this game. I don't think. I mean, I, I think it boils down to just making the Bills throw it a ton and hoping for the best. That Josh is continuing to kind of force things the way he is. His elbow issue is lingering. And if you, it, the thing that'll really disappoint me, John, is if they cannot stop Devin Singletary, Moss, and some of these guys that Buffalo is running because it is not a very good rushing attack. And if they just allow themselves, just accept the beating in that phase again, um, boy, I, I just, I, you can blame the, the, the personnel a lot, which I'm, I'm with it. I totally get it. But if you don't commit more assets to defending the run, no matter what personnel is on the field, then eventually it falls back in the lap of somebody else too, the, the the guy coordinating this whole thing. And if they just allow Buffalo to at will seven yards and eight yards a pop based on the two top carriers for Miami who were, who were they could have run for 350 yards last week, brother. I will be so annoyed with it. I'll be so annoyed with it, but I don't know what you think they have to do to beat these guys. No, I mean, I, I think you're right. I think that they obviously have to, keep Buffalo from, you know, they, they need to stop themselves from being like the, the antidote for every offense they play every week, uh, specifically in the run game. So um, well, to your point earlier, you were asking about some, or we were talking about some of those ESPN stats that I talked to Jordan about yesterday. I would love to ask Mina Kimes like, Hey, if you took the Browns completely out of this equation, how much does it change the <laughs> league-wide number? Because I, I actually yeah, think it would good. change. Very good. It would change it quite a bit. Yeah, Is that historically bad. I actually might DM her and see if she responds to see yeah. what that would look like. I bet she would. Out, if you took them out, I think it might like take. I think the the counter power numbers were like five and a half yards a carry. I'm like, well, if you take the Browns out, does that take it down below five? Because they're attributing at a record pace, as we have alluded to it here. Um, Shoot your shot. Bring her in. Yeah, let's see if she'll answer. I might do that. Um, anyway, let's look at the AFC North before we go. It is, uh, it is. A, there's one in division game. The Bengals are five and four, and the Steelers are three and six. The Steelers, just enough. You and I talk about this. Can, can we get Kenny Pickett to give them just enough to uh, keep them from drafting a quarterback and keep testing those waters? And the win over the Saints last week—it's the kind of encouraging thing I like to see. Um, but I do not see them beating the five and four Bengals, even though they're depleted um, without their their top guy. Pittsburgh doesn't have Minka Fitzpatrick, who absolutely destroyed them in that opener. And that opener, if I recall, it took four Joe Bur- Burrow interceptions. Uh, does, I think there was a fumble or like they were at the one yard line and they didn't give Jamar Chase a touchdown where he reached across and then the Bengals didn't challenge oh, yeah. it or something, John. It was ludicrous. It was, it was ludicrous. Yeah, it was a really weird loss. So I think the Bengals win and go to six and four and then the Ravens host the Panthers who are terrible, even though Mayfield is starting for the Panthers. And we like that for the fourth round compensation target we're all trying to hit. But it feels like Bengals and Ravens are fighting for this thing. Would you agree with that at this point? 
I do. And, you know, from a large uh, standpoint, I think this is what you and I both expected to start the season. Uh, you know, as, as, as much as we got the Browns, I think wrong. Um, in Once terms again, of- two, two games, man, I've said it all week, two games that they should have won the Jets and the Chargers. And it's not like we were that wrong. Agreed. This no, point. agreed. Now I, I would say like the method, you know, the means yeah, of method, right. the right. means methods are where it's all jacked up. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, that's a construction term and you know, that that's where they might not be so much different than what you might expect, but it, it's happened in a very different way. Um, however, you know, the Steelers are where we thought they'd be. And, uh, the Bengals and Ravens, I think are largely where we thought they would be as well. So mm-hmm. this is probably going to be a couple of W's for, um, the division leaders and, the Browns, I mean. Okay, well, let's play this game. If they get to four and seven, they win one of the next two, right? They get to four and seven. Just tell me what you think these outcomes will be. Houston. Win. Five and seven. Cincinnati on the road. Win. Don't know if Jamar Chase will be back. So that, that matters. So you're calling that a win. Six and seven. Home for Baltimore, who they played really well the first time. I'm going to go L. On that okay. one, so you're, although so you're, you could you could swap those two, like I think they'll win one of those two games. Okay, so Houston makes them four wins. Cincinnati's five. They lose the Ravens, so they're five and eight. New Orleans at home, win. Okay, so you're so you're six and eight. Am I off a game here? So you're four and seven. After one win, you split the next two. So you're at Houston's five and seven. Cincinnati's six and seven. Baltimore six and eight. Okay, so you're six and eight with these last two. You said win for at home against the Saints. So that's seven and um, eight. seven and eight. And then you got the, the what it comes down to me is your last two games: Washington on the road and Pittsburgh on the road. The Pittsburgh on the road feels like a, a win, but that Washington game lingers. And it you does. Think, you know, it, it's nine and it's eight. W, it's though. potential. Yeah, I think it's the W though. Now whether that that ten wins gets you somewhere. Um, that's, that's, that is how I see the next one. You gotta get, you gotta get one of these next two. Yep. 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 I need, I need Tampa to, uh, lay an egg in Cleveland. Yep. Tampa. So we need Tom to feel the pressure of his nonprofit called out under the <laughs> table stuff to really just bubble up and maybe he has to take the week off. He's in court, right? Yeah. Getting that's sued right. for FTX stuff or whatever that is. Um, Right. You know, like the right. new uh, the conspiracy theory is that they got divorced so he could hide most of the assets. Uh, <laughs> well, I've seen Ludicrous. weirder things. I've seen weirder things. All right, John, we're going to wrap it up. This is a good episode, brother. Always good chatting with you, man, and looking around the league. And, and hopefully we'll uh, reconnect next week after a big win. One more thing. One more we thing. I'm okay. Uh, whether or not we get together early enough for this next week, or I reply underneath uh, the comments of one of your other uh, posts, and I've got at least two fantastic recipes for Thanksgiving, and I'm going to okay. give you know I'm going to make sure that people get that. It's, it's we probably won't connect. We probably won't connect before Thanksgiving. So let's do this. We'll post the episode tomorrow, and then John will on the thread of the episode posting from the OBR Film Breakdown Twitter. He will put those recipes for you guys uh, right there. Is that fair? I will will drop it. 
Yep. All right. You got that. Listen, John, happy Thanksgiving. If we don't get a chance to catch up on the pod until after, I hope you and yours uh, devour your food and sleep well, bro. Same here, bud. All right, guys, we're checking out today. Continue to, to stop by over the weekend where we'll have a Bills guest and we'll get with Brad Ward to talk about the rest of the NFL um, and, and really uh, hone in on this Sunday one o'clock kick that has been moved and changed and altered. And we'll fill you in on all of it. So thanks to John for being here. Thanks to you guys for checking out this episode. Appreciate you guys very much. Continue to stop by the OBR website. Continue to check this pod feed. We will continue to update it no matter what happens to Twitter. I know you guys are super interested in that outcome. Uh, we got a mastodon, so maybe you can catch us there. That's uh, that's a growing, growing site. We also have an OBR uh, Discord. Too. Anyway, have a great Friday, guys. Thanks for being here. Go Browns. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-Month Emergency Food Kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com